Welcome to the Experts Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of what it really means to be in the media. Featuring interviews with media stable experts and some of Australia's most prominent media, we'll break down some of the myths, the fears, the skills and the knowledge needed to succeed in the media. The Experts Podcast is for the business owner, communicator, PR professional, leader of industry or anyone looking to develop their profile to be a recognised expert. The Experts Podcast is powered by Media Stable. Well, hello everyone. Nick Hayes from Media Stable. It was a bit of a... That was, that a, was a weird noise. That was a bit excited, wasn't it? <laughs> sort of trying to rush through my... Um, Welcome, Nick Hayes. ...my opening. Hello, Lana. <laughs> Speaking of rushing, I've got Claire Rush. Oh, as, well played. Thank you. Well played, yeah. Oh, Claire you Rush. You've been practising that. No. <laughs> it, just, it, it just came to me. Yeah. Um, General manager, uh, what I, uh, general manager of Chemitech. Yeah. So we'll, we'll find out about all that very shortly because that will be mean nothing to anyone really out yeah. there. I'm going to go. What the hell is that? Yeah. You know, I think I had to ask that I when I, I first. I often say that most mornings too. So yeah. <laughs> but where, what fascinates me about you, and we'll go into your expertise and and where you come from, is your your 11 years at Deutsche Bank in the UK. And let's just quickly let's hear a word, few words from you mm-hmm. because you, you're words not you're anything. not a local. You're not a local Australian. You weren't no. born and bred here. No, once I start talking, you'll probably pick up that I, I don't have the Aussie twang. No. And, and you <laughs> it's ha- not a bad thing, though, is it? <laughs> it's, well, I think it always is good as yeah. an expert because it always gets us thinking about who who, and where are you from. Oh, where do you think I sound like I'm from? Well, <laughs> I'm bad at accents. Somewhere in the UK. The hey, United yeah. Kingdom. Yeah, done. You've won. <laughs> Claire, tell us a little bit about you. So, uh, General Manager of Chemitech, but, um, you know, you've got quite a varied uh, expertise and quite a varied role in, in business and industry. Tell us a little about you. Yes, well, so I suppose before I became general manager of Chemitech, as what you were saying, Nick, um, I worked at Deutsche Bank, so I was a director at Deutsche Bank. Going back before that, so I did my degree in engineering, mm. then obviously moved to finance, and in finance I, um, I was on the equity trading floor, and we can talk about that a bit more, yes. if that interests. Um, and then I moved on to advise um, pension funds, with the equivalent of super funds, uh, how to manage their money and where to put their corporate cash. Then I met an Australian playing hockey. <laughs> <laughs> what you while you were playing hockey? Or oh, he was actually my hockey coach. So yeah, pretty oh, much. Oh hello! <laughs> yeah. A few hockey stories will be able there to be go. told. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, and he was yeah. So, so I met him, and we ended up getting married, having kids in England. Yep. Before moving back to Australia because it's just obviously much more family friendly um and the one concern when moving over was what i would do career-wise because having come from finance all the finance here is on the east coast totally Um, and it was really fortuitous the way it worked out that my old boss at deutsche bank moved to a company that had won a contract in australia and they needed someone to set up the Australian office. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah. See, Lana, it's not what you know, it's who you know. <laughs> Isn't it? What? Yeah, that's excellent. Yeah, and then that's all worked out. So that was about four and a half years ago. So give us a quick run through what Chemitech is, because I think, you know, again, I'm not even going to be talking about much about them yeah. or what they do, because there's just all the other variances that you have. But this is what you're here to do. Yes. Is yeah. it oil? 
oils. It, the, the oils ain't oils. No, that's not your logo, is it? It's uh, it's another one. <laughs> so it's, so Chemitech, we are the exclusive distributor for E&I Oils and Lubricants in Australia. And E&I used to be known as Agip. They used to yep. um, sponsor. Super cool logo. Really cool, yeah. The six-legged dog, <laughs> the fire-breathing six-legged dog. Yes. We used to sponsor um, Ferrari on, in Formula One. So yeah. you'll, everyone will know the, the logo. It's just that the name um, has changed from Agip to Any. So we've got the exclusive rights for that for all of Australia, which is amazing and yeah. gets into so many sectors and then alongside that we also um, can import other products we've done some water treatment plants and are growing in that ah. space some petrochemical products some fine chemical products so we import um, mainly European mainly Italian products in the industrial space into Australia so you wouldn't have been much good in Sydney selling that stuff because this is the mining capital of the world Western Australia Perth yeah um, you're in the good place and it's an oil that is better than your your average the lubricants that you've got there they're better than the average. They're the high-end stuff. You said it. <laughs> I started talking about them, didn't I? Italian quality. Yeah. yeah. Buongiorno. Italian fashion. Yeah. Exactly. Bella. I like yes. it. Mi dispiace. Non lo so. Um, well, that's the only Italian I know. Hey, um, so but that is what you hear and what you do. But because of your background, your engineering background, your finance background, you've really got a breadth of knowledge that could be completely adaptable to media. Like, And also, to, do I understand you also run a, a kids play gym kind of... Uh, yeah, jungle sports. Jungle sports. Yeah, so oh. Me and my husband, so my husband runs it, so okay. I just own it with him. Right. So it's his kids multi-sports uh, program for children from 18 months up until they do classes till six years, but we do birthday parties and holiday camps up to 12 years. Oh, how good. Yeah. I'd have to get onto that. Yeah, yeah, your kids age perfect age. Exactly. My kids go, yeah. So is there anything you don't do? Oh, God, there's so much I don't do. Did you know, Nick, she is also a member of Mensa? Mensa? Oh, yeah. my God, Father. Really? Yes. Yeah. I know. Well, no. It stopped me in my tracks too. I was like, uh-oh, I'm going to say lots of stupid things in this podcast. Well, it's, yes, well, we'll go back in the catalogue of them. There's plenty of you to go through. Um, but no, it's normally my area. Um, so talk to me about, because I, I, I'm fascinated by your, your 11 years at Deutsche Bank, because someone who, you know, particularly in that finance sector, I don't think we, we really fully understand it here in Australia. I think, you know, working in the UK and even in the US markets, you know, we are just a small small little playground here, aren't we? We're a little fishbowl compared to the big aquarium that sits over there uh, in Europe and and the US. That is how it is perceived, yeah, in Europe and the US. I think, well, the US perceives that probably for most of the world. And then in Europe as well, um, there would be obviously attention spent on Asia, but I suppose also the time difference. The markets never overlap between when Australia's open and when Europe's open. Mm. And the same for the US. So not that much attention was overall given to Australia but you do get some stocks that are listed in both countries which helps as well so like BHP Pillarton um, but you get you have the super market here as in not the supermarket as in the super fund yeah, yeah. market here it's huge and as the you know um, the compulsory cap is increasing then that also really increases the amount of money that can be invested in, in that market so there'll be more attention will be paid to Australia as that increases oh, that's I think. good to know I want to ask a question Claire for the benefit of our listeners really so Chemitech, Deutsche Bank all that Mensa, all that interesting stuff. Why do you do media? What's the per- is it for Chemitech or is it for you? Uh, it's for Chemitech. So the thinking is Chemitech is new into Australia. Yeah. And so we've been here, um, as I say, only about four, four and a half years. Um, how to 
to give make Chemitech known, make E&I oils and lubricants known associated with that and also mm. give us some credibility in the market. Awesome. Um, you know, if it's a new company with a, a brand name that's really changed, run by people that you might not know, it's trying to um, just connect with who our clients might be um, and, and show that there is some credibility to us behind that and, and how we can help them in, in other ways. Yeah, awesome. And that's such a smart move because I think, you know, you can pay for advertise, you can pay for that branding and recognition in in front of your market. But I think the most important thing is who's running it? What's their opinion? What's their position and view? And I think that is a really good way to actually get the brand out there and particularly new company. I mean, new companies need to have a voice. Yeah. And normally they don't get a voice until they're sort of 10, 15, 20 years in. Because the question they always ask is, is you know, who am I yeah. to, to be saying yeah. these kind of things? Yeah. So is that is that part of the plan, the strategy behind getting out there and talking about? Yes, that's yeah, that's it spot spot on. And there were um, probably um, a bit of a change on, on what we were doing in the media because at first it was a case of um, looking at what is it that Chemitech does and trying to align strongly to that. And do yeah. we talk about oils and lubricants? And it's, <sighs> yeah, that's a bit <laughs> tricky. Yes. Sorry, sorry, that would yeah, do that. That is. <laughs> Even, well, I, even I don't want to hear about it, and that's my day job. So. But that, I think that is the challenge. I think that is the challenge for a lot of businesses. It is, in, yeah. Is in that they don't really, unless they're dealing with something really sexy or something that's really high um, uh, in your face, you can see it, it's something every day. Yeah. But the lubricants and the, the mining industry itself, I, it, it's pretty bland and boring. And, yeah. and short of the specialist magazines or industry magazines and industry media, it doesn't really have a huge place to be no, there. Yeah, exactly. And then you start to realise that the people that would be buying from you are also normal people, that they have their own interests outside of that. So we started like more talking about what is it that interests me and happens to connect with other people that might interest them and um, went into the macroeconomics conversations and then started going into crypto. And I'd say the crypto space, although nothing to do with Chemitech or all the lubricants, <laughs> has had a lot of interest. Yeah. And, and now there's lots of people that um, we work with, that Chemitech works with, um, that I'm talking to on a personal level about Bitcoin, for example, which is technically nothing to do with the day job. But then you get that, that more personal connection with people that you want to be operating with. I think that's the case, though, for almost any business doing media because... Because even if you do have a sexy product or service, you don't want to be flogging it. You don't want to be talking mm. about that specific product or service. You're talking about the stories, your expertise, your perspective. So, yes, it's probably more like, you know, more uh, heightened for Chemitech being about oils and stuff. But, I mean, that's the success, the secret uh, for anybody doing media, I would have thought. Yeah. I think building profile, and, and yeah. again, it's about building profile, and I think a lot a lot of CEOs, MDs, executives are starting to work out that it isn't just about their product or yeah, service. Yeah, exactly. And if, if we've seen anything that's been happening globally, and and also to here, right here in Australia, is that um, uh, we, we are concerned about who are those that are running the place, who are those, and what do they really think? Are we aligned with them? Do we feel the same way? And also to... Um, you know, do they stand for something that's good exactly. as opposed to... Yes, yeah. I think there's a lot in that. Yes, yeah. So I suppose through doing media, I'm opening up a little bit about what I'm really about, which isn't so much necessarily just about oils and lubricants, but <laughs> the things that interest me a bit more. So sometimes it's kids' sports, sometimes it's crypto, sometimes it's, as we are talking about, the supply 
chain issues with what's going on. Oh, with God, the Suez Canal. Yes, yeah, yeah. The Suez Canal's a little constipated <laughs> at the moment. Yes, indeedy. Yeah. Yeah. Yuck. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I saw that on a tweet. But you know what? And again, that's the other side of the, the, the news that is going around the world is what effect does that have on businesses? What does it exactly. affect that have on supply chains? And and it didn't even occur to me. You, I mean, you know, I know this is not going to go to air for a couple of weeks after the, the, the first seeing that story, but... Um, it didn't even occur to me the supply chain side of it and the logistics that were going on and the yeah. fact that your oils are sitting on or potentially sitting in behind that. Yeah. But you've got you said you mentioned you had said there's three freight ships. Yeah, that so, are through. so so far we're good. We've got six months of supply on ground, so we're good. Yeah, but this could go on for months. Yeah. Oh yeah, it could go on for weeks. Yes. Weeks. Yeah, yeah. It's what hopefully Touchwood. Yeah. We'll we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the kind of commentary that you can get involved in too, mm. isn't it? And it's not just about oils and lubricants, uh, Bitcoin, currency, all of that kind of thing because your background's in it. And if you've got a, a, a chance or an, an opportunity to speak it, yeah. why wouldn't you? Yes, yeah, yeah. Happy to talk about anything. Yeah. <laughs> That's my problem. <laughs> no, it's not a bad thing at all. You have been quite passionate about cryptocurrency and I love that because I think it's, yeah. it's high on the agenda at the moment. But it's, it's also a difficult one. People just don't understand it. Yeah. Tell me, can you give me the layman's term, Claire? What the hell is cryptocurrency? I really, I've, I've dealt with experts in this space and they still can't deliver yeah. it properly for okay. me. Okay, let's do the pub test. Can pub I explain test. it like we're down the pub? Let's do it. Um, so let's just do... Hey, can you hang on, can you just pass me the nuts? Uh, yeah, yeah, here's, here's, <laughs> your, here's your beer. Thank you. It's you know, 10 in the morning. <laughs> it's almost midday. It's, almost, it's midday somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Any excuse. Um, yeah, so, so Bitcoin, um, it is um, a store of value. So there's only a limited amount that can ever be made in the world. So there's 21 million that can ever be made of Bitcoin. Oh. And we're already 18.5 million. You're so you the first person to say that to me. Ah. Yes. Okay. Interesting. Why 21? Why is it? Why can't, oh. they, why can't they, like every other bank and every other government, just print, print more? So the way that it was designed when apparently someone called Satoshi first design, designed it, who has never been heard of since, so questionable, um, it was designed so that it is impossible to mine more than 21 million. And every four years, the amount that can be mined is halved. So it's this constant halving till it gets to 21 million. So whenever you see every four years, you'll see there's a spike up. It's because yeah. it's gone through a halving, which I don't know why it spikes because everyone should know that it halves. Yeah. Yet everyone's like, oh, it's halved. I need to buy more. Um, <laughs> so that's a good time to buy is just before before a halving. Yeah, so it's, a, I suppose, almost like um, if you have is it a frog that's jumping across a pond and, you know, if they jump halfway every, every jump, they it's half less and half yeah. less. They never actually reach that yeah, end Two point. steps forward, one step back. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah. So, yes, yeah, so they've got 21 million, so it's scarce. You've got um, complete traceability and authenticity. You can see every single transaction on the blockchain, so there's no hiding what people are doing. Right. So you've got complete authenticity, uh, traceability. You've got transferability. So say if you had gold, I know, say you put all your money in gold, and then you're like, oh, actually, I want to sell it to someone over in America. How do you do that? You don't fly your gold bars over on a plane. But you well, you definitely don't go down by the Suez Canal. <laughs> yeah. Because it ain't getting there for a while. That's maybe why it's sunk. It's just full of gold bars. <laughs> Quick, get your snorkels. Yeah. <laughs> um, and with, with Bitcoin, you can just transfer it, you know, within yeah. minutes. You can um, make those sorts of transactions. So um, and the big one is um, that it is decentralised. So... That, and that's the one that's a bit more convoluted. So to make that a bit more 
like a five-year-old friendly, um, that there is no one person or government that controls it. Yes. So, gotcha. say, so here, you know, we've been printing a lot of money, the US printing a lot of money. Mm. Um, and so then you're beholden to the US government or the Australian um, government printing this money. There is no one that controls it. Yes. Um, so that decentralised... Um, piece has got kind of that whole power to the people it's only taken six years for someone to explain Legit. it properly and to me and this is why she's so good at media yeah. that yeah. was ex i particularly like the visual frog oh yeah oh yes. you know the, lily the pad you couldn't actually see my hand was Liked the frog it. on the podcast yeah. it's no. like frogger frogger <laughs> she's coming at forward get away from the car and, and a big one actually is the network effect so um and i'm stealing this from Ma- michael saylor who's the ceo of microstrategy and he's a big bitcoin bull you're saying that in anything where there's a network effect, um, then there's going to be one player that eats everything else. So in Facebook, Facebook yes. social media, Facebook eats everything else. Yep. You've got search, Google eats everything else. You've yep. got online shopping, Amazon eats everything else. So there's no point diversifying and getting into all the others. You get into one and they win. Yeah. Bitcoin has about 95, 96% of the crypto market. Ah, got so, you. Yeah, so don't... Don't buy anything else, just buy, just buy Bitcoin. Bitcoin. It's eaten everything. Yeah, and, and to explain the network effect, which I think most people will get, get, but it's a bit like saying have a, a mobile phone. If I'm the only one on my own with a mobile phone, then it's not interesting, you know, who am I going to call? But if all of a sudden you have, you know, the three of us have mobile phones and you can call each other, but the, then every time that one per, a mobile phone is added, yep. then you get um, a much larger value for the whole network. Yeah, And that's the same with, with Bitcoin or Facebook or the like, you need more people to add and then it grows. So you've actually made me interested in this now. It's very, very good. I think the volatility of it though still scares me like there is no tomorrow. And it also too, depends when you're buying in and buying out. Can I ask you a question? Have you got Bitcoin? Yes. (gasps) How many have you got? (laughs) I wouldn't say. (laughs) I love it. The mystery. I also don't have enough. You don't have enough. I was going to say, I need to buy more. Are you you living on the river or living up the coast (laughs) at the moment? I want to get it back to media for a second, Claire. I want to ask what. Sorry, Nick Hayes. (laughs) It is a media podcast, fair call. Yeah, this is is very interesting. I would love to know which your favourite kind of media is, Claire. I have a feeling you'd be pretty good at. All of it, I reckon. Oh, as it's to listen to consume. No, like, for you to actually oh, do. To be on. Oh, yes. Um, so I've only I've only done I think podcasts and radio. I think are the only I haven't been in. Uh, oh, we've got to get uh, her on TV. Any case. Well, she's done talking business with Alan Kohler. Yeah. How good was that? Was oh, it? that was really fun. Yeah, that was. I'd only been did in he, Australia for I think about four months or something. That is he, so cool. Did he get it? Uh, did you talk Bitcoin? Did you talk oh, cryptocurrency? No, no, was that just on Chemitech? Uh, this was actually, did a lot about uh, jungle sports and growing the growing a business model. Gotcha. Uh, oh, cool. And a bit about yeah, uh, the financial markets back then. This was pre-COVID, was that interview. Yeah, and, and I guess a lot of the other medias have sort of been lower, just sort of, you know, uh, social, yeah. sorry, and more community and yeah. also to smaller regional media as well. Yeah. I think that you're right, Lana, because there is actually, with the type of topic, you've got to have someone who can actually talk about this and actually get it yeah and i think that the appetite for it i we have struggled there is no doubt that we struggle to get cryptocurrency you know people talking about because it, it always is a little byline it'll be a byline in the newspaper saying cryptocurrency at fifty-five thousand. you know cryptocurrency at sixty thousand. what the hell is cryptocurrency they don't know because their traditional readers and audience aren't really yes. consuming it or exactly. using yeah. it not yet yeah not yet is it here to stay cryptocurrency sorry i'm getting back to crypto um <laughs> is it here to stay 
Uh, yes, I think this is like when the internet was invented. Yes. Yeah. And people being like, oh, I don't want the internet. Or oh, who controls it? And you can't see what's going on. I'm going to stick over here with, I don't actually, can't remember what the world was like before the internet. And, you know, there's people here being like, hey, there's a whole new world over here. This is where, you know, you said you didn't want the governments controlling your money. We've got that over here. You yeah. said all the money being printed and increasing ev- all the house <laughs> prices and everything was worrying you. Come over here. Yeah. <laughs> and then people are like, oh, no, I don't want that. And that's a bit worrying. Um, and I think the people that are making the money from it are those that are learning to understand it, which are unfortunately usually those that have more money than they need anyway. Yeah. Sure. So, you know, the reason I want to talk about it more is because I want more, you want people, more people to, be yeah, involved. to benefit from it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, look, it, it, it is interesting. I think it's a, it's a discussion and topic that needs to be sold into media a little bit better. Yeah, definitely. It, definitely more people taking notice of it because it was a little thing that was running around just recently, these mm-hmm. NFTs. <laughs> yes. Now, what can you do with an <laughs> NFT? But this this is where I think someone like me, and I'm, I've got to say, I'm turning 48. In fact, I'll be 48 by the time this goes to air. Will oh, you will turn it, Oh, guys. my God. Birthday to you. Yeah, but you know, I, I don't, I don't like to see myself as a troglodyte. But I, I'd like to think that I've actually got a little bit of a finger on a few, you know, things that are going on. Yeah. I've actually, who am I kidding? I, I don't have a clue. But I think that you know, because you can't see it. Because you can't hold it, you can't mm-hmm. put it in your pocket, you can't do these kind of things that we physically have been doing all our lives, yeah. we worry about it. And who has it? Who's got it? You know, it's just the unknown. And I think, you know, I'm not suggesting that the stock exchanges, you know, because there's there's one of the biggest cons going around as, a, as far as a, a betting agency goes. Yeah. I mean, that's just one big, oh, I'll buy that, I'll buy this, I'll buy that. FOMO. You People know, get FOMO. Up and down. And, and you've worked it. You've done <laughs> the trading. You, yeah. are, you are the expert in this space. Is it, but at least we know the company brands and names that we're buying into. Yes. Yes. And, yeah. that, and that kind of but doubt then and fear. Said that, when you have something, I don't know, like Tesla suddenly shoots up, for example, is Tesla worth twice the amount it was the day before? You no. know, no, it hasn't. Tesla's never made any money. That's <laughs> it's, what confuses me. It's made more me. money off Bitcoin than it's ever made off electric cars. There you go. It's <laughs> ma- is that a fact? It's never actually, oh, it's that never. is interesting. Yeah. I think we should ask Claire to be on our media stable quiz night in the case. Oh, Ooh. definitely. Oh, God. Mensa. There we go. But, you, but that's a really good point. Made more money off Bitcoin yeah. than an actual product. Yeah. And, and we actually know, you know, there's a lot of brands and businesses out there that have never, ever drawn a profit yet have got a, a, a value that mm. is r- remarkable. It's yeah. through the roof. But that's perception. That's what someone's prepared to buy. It. Yes, yeah. Why? Which is, which is like with, when you said before the NFTs. Yes. That is, why are they worth this? But Well, what are they and why are they worth this? Give us money? a quick run through on an NFT. Yeah, it's like if when you're a kid, if you ever used to collect um, was like baseball stickers or yeah. in England it was these soccer, we call them football, stickers in your in your book. It's like that only, um, I don't know, without being rude, middle-aged men maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'll close my Who ears wants now. Who that book? Or, or no. <laughs> <laughs> probably actually more millennials now, but you know, people with too much much money as well. Um, so it's the idea of these collectibles, um, just like they were. Only again, um, you can track exactly what's authentic, what's not. So say rather than like a Mona Lisa artwork, ca- is it authentic or not? With yeah. an NFT, you can track it because it's on the blockchain, so you can you know verify that it's authentic. There's a scarcity. There's only apparently you know um, one of each of these things um, mm. that are created, but it's it is like all of those in collecting antique cars and the like of that I wouldn't do it but some people want to therefore yeah. it has value so I get that 
Um, what I do think is interesting, though, when I was looking into it, is they're now adding this like layer of, they call it a layer of utility, which I find is a very unuser-friendly way of, of, of saying um, they're adding these extra functions on that do have value. So, um, oh, I've forgotten the name of the band now. There's a, a really big band that have uh, um, launched an NFT in their, an album, and with if you buy that NFT, you get front row seats for life. Yes, I remember this. Yeah. I, I really? Heard, oh, no, this, is, this has actually made it in the media. This yeah. is actually... It, it is up and about. Um, it's, it, I, think I feel it's like it's Snow someone. Yeah. Snow Patrol? No. Oh. Maybe Snow Patrol? Yeah. Are they a big band? Do we like their music? No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm a yeah. music snob. It's a good, it's a good oh, English oh, band. Oh. I wouldn't say that to an English oh, person, oh, okay. by the way. It probably wasn't Snow Patrol. Then. No, I think it was. it's someone bigger. It's a, bit someone, yeah. it's a big, big band. Yeah. And there's like, say, um, NBA stars. So, you know, the basketball stars. Yeah. Or if you buy an NFT from them, then the, you know, the top five NFTs get front row seats or meet and greets with them. Fascinating. So I get why they would have a value because that's a tangible value. Because they're And also they're investing their brand into this particular product that now can be sold. Yeah. What does so NFT stand for? Non-fungible token. There you go. Yeah. So the, the bloke that started Twitter, he just sold his first tweet. And that was an NFT. So someone yeah. out there actually wants to buy that. Oh, well because explained. Because it, yeah. it's the very first tweet ever ever done. Yep. Yeah. And that has intrinsic value because That's it's bizarre. exclusive. Yeah. It's one off. No one else can. But every other tweet means nothing compared to that one tweet <laughs> that actually started. And then what are you going to do with it? But exactly, <laughs> it's available. You can see it. It's yeah. not like you have to buy it to be able to see it or possess it or use so it. But you own it. Yeah. If if you own an expensive so. artwork and I come and take a photo of it and say, "Well, yeah, I've true. got that photo for free." Yeah. So it's, I, that's where the equivalent is. I think I bought some land on on the moon just quietly. I think I have like, the equivalent <laughs> NFT, I think, of spying something on the moon. No, that was someone just – I think that was the original version of it. It's something that oh, yeah. someone was buying land plot on, oh, on the okay. moon because someone's selling it because you get a nice little – And, like, you can buy so stars you, or whatever too, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But so this is where it thing. gets ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. And you know what? We need more of your commentary, Claire, to yeah. explain it in a far more fashion. And also too, I think one is trust. Because yeah. I don't think we necessarily trust it. And we've yeah. also got to be educated around this. Yeah. So here's your challenge, okay? And okay. my challenge as well, Media Stable's challenge, yeah. is to make sure we start educating people yes. around all of this. Just we're coming close to the end. We just want to have a bit of a chat to you about what, you know, the media plan and strategy is into improving and increasing your profile. Being new to Australia, yeah. relatively, married a good Australian, well done, done, done something good for Australia, your husband, <laughs> bringing you into the country. Um and what does it mean for you for your profile? Because I think you know you have been more than willing and keen to get your voice out there. Yeah. Um, what's that going to do for your brand? And Chemitech, who obviously is you know who you work for. Yeah. What's that mean for you? Is it is it you, the the ability to go and connect anywhere any on any topic, or are you going to be far more targeted around the kind of messages and content that you're going to put out? Um. So I suppose it, we have been more pointed around crypto just because that seemed to stick a bit. It's but a topic at the moment. Yes, it's a hot topic at the moment. Any Anything macroeconomics I find really interesting. Yeah. Um, and that feeds into lots of different areas uh, as well. Um, I suppose managing the uh, supply chain, so that sort of thing is interesting. Um, anything about um, building a business, so there's the entrepreneurialism. You know, mm. Chemitech was noth nothing. It didn't exist. So we've built that um, from scratch, similarly. 
um, jungle sports, which my, me and my husband took over. And so there's that whole building a business piece um, from there. Awesome. Um, and I also, I mean, I love sports. So any, I love uh, kind of sports analogies and teamwork. And I'm really big into the, you know, cultural fits and making it the, a, a leader's job is purely to make their team um, be the best that they can be. Give them the tools they need to excel and the air cover so that they can, you know, um, you protect them to do what they want to do. You I can't pigeon, you can't pigeonhole this, Claire Rush. No, I feel like we need another half an hour in any case, but, you no, know, we just can't. You can't, but I, I just think, <laughs> but what I do like about it, and it's probably gone against a lot of the uh, tide that we normally talk to an expert that is an expert yeah. in this particular space. Yes, yeah. exactly. And the reason they are is because they want to own that particular space. I think this is a really good message to everyone out there. That I agree. It's a good opportunity not just to tie yourself or lock yourself down to one particular topic because at the end of the day the personal brand is Claire Rush yep the winner is the business that she's working for exactly and particularly with the experience and knowledge that you have that you can you can broach out into other topics and subjects and I think that's really important We, we sometimes we do pigeonhole people way too much You've got to be broad. And with your experience, my godfather, Claire, your profile reads like uh, like someone who's uh, – I'm surprised. Where is your uh, Rhodes Scholar here? Is that in no, there? No, no. No, I'm not a Rhodes Scholar. Well, well, well <laughs> I dare say it's coming. Oh, it must um, be. But, uh, no, but it reads beautifully, and it's one of that's just so broad. You've got to use your talents. You've got to use all your expertise totally out there. Totally agree, Nick Hayes. Yeah, and then it's, I know I'm a challenge sometimes for media stable in being like, where, where are you all over the – place and having all these different areas so. it's a great thing though and i agree nick i think some of our other experts and and also um you know external media commentators aspiring commentators need to learn from claire's approach because being a generalist you're still anchored into all your expertise your perspective what you bring to the table is still really credible but being willing to give your two cents on a really wide variety of, of topics is not a bad thing at all mm. it's wonderful and, and to that point too the doors that it opens Opens yeah. because exactly. you, you don't know, you just don't know when that next one is going to open up and say, "I heard you on," or "I saw what you said there on that," and etc. It's it's going to open doors. Yeah. Exactly, the yeah. experts podcast will open doors. Nick yeah, Hayes. I Hopefully. can't wait. <laughs> well, it's coming All out. All the new clients flooding in. Oh, there you go. There's a bit of pressure. Yeah. Hey, Claire, great to have you here in the experts podcast. Really love what you do. I, I look. I, I really want, and I want to make a bit of a mission to to understand better. Because uh, uh, that's good English. Um, I want to understand cryptocurrency. I want to understand Bitcoin. I think that you know. Uh, we've even tried to put experts in Media Stable to to put that out there, and they did get traction during. But it, it's so it's so roller coaster. Yeah. Um, but I think the way that you have described it mm-hmm. has got me thinking in it in a slightly different way, and, and in a way that uh, I actually oh, do understand. Same. All right, well, Lana, that was another good one. Yes, Claire, Thanks, thank you Lana. so Thanks, much Nick. for having me. If people along. if people want to get in contact with Claire Rush, how do they do it? Uh, probably best to check on our company website, which is Chematech, um, chematek.com.au. Beautiful. And uh, and follow Claire on LinkedIn. Too. Oh, yeah, I'm on LinkedIn and yep. I'm on Twitter. Yeah. There you go. Get on the Twitter. Get on the LinkedIn. Love the LinkedIn. LinkedIn's doing really well for us at the moment. <laughs> you love it, don't oh, you, Nick? Well, because I understand it. He loves it. Yeah. I understand it. <laughs> I want to understand. I, I'll tell you what, I'm going to go looking to buy into crypto. Because I think, yeah. well, no, I think you're right. It's going to be. Bitcoin. I, so I knew very little about it probably only about six months ago. And so I just put $100 in. And I was like, once you've got skin in the game, then you 
you want to learn fast. Yeah. $100 in. How much you got in now? <laughs> nice try. There we go. <laughs> Almost got an exclusive there. Hey, thanks for coming in. Thanks for coming in, Claire. Hey, if you want to join the Experts Podcast, jump on to mediastable.com.au and we look forward to having your company when we talk to another expert and another media. Have a great week. You have been listening to the Experts Podcast powered by Media Stable. To get in touch with the team, head to the Media Stable website, mediastable.com.au.